0: Hey everybody, welcome to Pop Culture Continuum, this is John Elliott. And this is Patrick Riccardi. And this week we're doing... Not necessarily
1: the news versus the daily show.
0: Yeah, John Stewart uh, announced he's leaving The Daily Show, so good time to talk about that one. And uh, not a lot of precursors to The Daily Show, really. Uh,
1: not really. I mean, you have like Saturday Night Live's Weekend Update, but that was just a, a section of an entire show. Yeah,
0: you got. And there, what Fox was the, News, but they're kind of you know at the same around at the same time. So
1: yeah, and then that's 24 hours, so it would be a little bit much for us to watch one episode of that. Yeah, I think there's a British show, like not not the. This is not this the was news. the week that
0: was. Yeah. Yeah. That, that. And that started like in the 60s, I think, um, mm-hmm. although I'm not sure, but it went for a while. Yeah. Um, yeah. We picked not necessarily the news, which was on HBO. It was. A, well, it, not necessarily a fake news show like uh, The Daily Show, it but was,
1: it was a fake news show. More yeah. silly. Yeah. Less, less satirical. I guess satirical in its own way, but
0: less serious is a better term. Yeah, that's a better term than satirical. It would so it had um, it did have Harry Shearer, and it had Rich Hall on it. Um, oh,
1: was Harry Shearer in the episode we watched? Yeah. What did he do?
0: I can't remember. I don't remember him. Yeah. Well, that's that's really not too surprising. It it's a it was a very weird show that uh, I I don't even know how to well it was kind of like a more like a sketch show than. Uh, fake news show but every sketch was like 30 seconds long yes it it, was
1: well i think the the beauty of that was the sketches there was a there were a couple funny sketches a lot of misses but the sketches never ever ever went too long
0: no um well yeah there was it was mostly misses i think i I don't know if it's a a case of humor just not holding up but it was very like corny
1: yeah it was very corny it was very uh, Vaude, not I don't know if vaudevillian is the right term, but lots of that kind of over the top humor. Yeah, it was less edgy than Saturday Night Live, which is kind of surprising when it was on HBO. It's on
0: HBO, but... yeah, I mean, I guess there was a brief flash of nudity, but other than that, yeah, it was it was very kind of toothless, like you said, vaudevillian. It was very it, I, well, you know, with the sketches being so short, it was almost like one-liners, you know, over and over. So it was more in the style of a Henny Youngman or a Bob Hope than. Uh, than the alternative comedy or whatever you would have called Saturday Night Live at the time.
1: Yeah, it, was, you know, it looked like they they did have some Saturday Night Live writers. Like, I mean, I, Harry Shearer must have been, he might have been just a performer or writer too. But Rich Hall, I think, was a writer, but he's he came from Saturday Night Live. So.
0: Oh, I'm totally wrong anyway. Uh, that wasn't Harry Shearer. It was just somebody who looked like Harry Shearer because he's not listening oh. to the cast at all. Yeah, I didn't. It was like, all, oh, Harry Shearer. Um, Jan Hooks was actually on it. For, not the episode we saw, I don't a think. I didn't... Not on our... No, not on okay. this episode. Although during this... Well, maybe this was after she quit because she was on 83 to 84 and we watched an episode from 84 so it might have been the, the next season. Mm-hmm. Um, which I didn't know. Um, Annabelle Gerwich was on... For, damn, 1985 to 90. How long did this series go? It started in 82 as a special. Okay, ran from 83 to 1990. I had no idea. It was on that long.
1: But it must have been 83 to 1990, but that's like one episode in 86. I can't believe they had that many episodes. Like, I know. Uh, I remember I remember it back then, but I never we never had HBO so I never watched it. I think I watched bits and pieces. I know I saw Stuart Pankin
0: who's the the main host the, like the, the anchor, yeah.
1: The anchor, and I saw him
0: in other stuff. Yeah, he's he's very recognizable. Um But yeah, it was and at the time, Rich Hall's Sniglets books were huge. Well, yeah, and he did an ad for it on this episode that we saw. <laughs>
1: yes, and not not really that funny. But I found out after watching this episode, he is huge in the UK.
0: Yeah, that's a, that's what I've heard. I yeah. didn't know that. I had
1: no idea. I thought he just kind of quietly disappeared. But he didn't. Maybe he quietly disappeared here, but he's still around.
0: Well, who can who can ever ever fathom the UK and their taste? Have you it's ever very been? dry. Have you ever yeah. been? I have been. The, yeah, well, some of it's... It's either, like, very dry and witty and clever, or it's, like, just dumb as shit, like a, like a Spanish or a, a yes. Mexican show, you know? Like, they, there's no in-between, you know? There's no, like, friends level, which I would consider in-between completely dumb and witty. They, uh...
1: They... I know on other episodes, they didn't do it in this episode, but they had a common running thing where they would show an interview from a, a real new show and, like, make up their own questions to the answers. Yeah, yeah. Which is, it goes along with what we saw. Like, they had they had uh, Nancy Reagan smelling someone, which actually made me laugh.
0: Oh, see, I know. That didn't, uh, the, the joke seemed very kind of obvious to me.
1: I, I didn't think that one was, but Okay. It was, but it was it was very high school newspaper.
0: Yes, yeah, it was. Yeah,
1: I, I don't. The, and that can still be funny.
0: The only thing I found uh, mildly—I didn't laugh—but the only thing I found mildly funny uh, was the idea of salminio pork sausage. <laughs>
1: yeah, that was the whole James Dean thing.
0: Was pretty funny,
1: but I didn't laugh at that either. Yeah, Plus I, I want to uh, be in your nice non-laughing club.
0: But. It is a it is a fine club to be a member of. It it uh. Apparently Conan O'Brien and Greg Daniels
1: wrote for the show at at some point. Yeah.
0: Or in Wikipedia. It 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 says it was Conan O'Brien and Greg Daniels' first professional television writing gig, Um, but it doesn't say when they started writing for it. Had to be last season. And it was. This was based on a British series, not the Nine O'clock News. I guess we can't
1: make anything original here. And, the,
0: like, The Daily Show, I think, is based on a British show called The Daily Show. Oh, I thought it was based on Steptoe and Son. That's, that's All in the Family. Oh. Oh, the young ones, maybe I was thinking. The yeah. young ones are based on All in the Family. It's kind of one of those. Oh, they, they turned it you all just, back around?
1: Just keep squeezing until you get something good.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, and occasionally they do, Witness Mod. Mm-hmm. Um... Yeah, but well the jokes being obvious like, you know, they they did a whole like little fake commercial for um Friday the 13th and they're like he'll keep killing because you keep buying tickets. Like that was the whole joke, <laughs> yeah, you know? Like yeah, was... and you're like, yeah, that's that's just kind of jokes we would make in junior high. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know.
1: It was weird to have this fake news show where they're also doing fake commercials. Yeah, and <laughs> I, so I it, was, it was it was more like they were trying to be saturday night live it was kind of in between trying to be saturday night live and trying to do fake news
0: right and the problem with it i think was like they did have some kind of like trenchant things to say but it was so quick at like the the format just they didn't have time to really dig deep into anything yeah so yeah. it just came off as very shallow like they're they're talking shit about kissinger you know Mm-hmm. um which was cool, but then it just, it didn't go anywhere.
1: Um, well, it ended up mocking Richard Nixon, which is never a bad place to go, but yeah.
0: Yeah, I suppose that's true. And then, um, but I mean, that was really the punchline, was like, bring bring back Dick, where right. they could have, if it was a daily show, he would have gone off on all the shit that Kissinger had done. And, um, and then it, the same with like the El Salvador stuff, you know, that it was just like a really brief, Kind of satire of of what was going on in El Salvador at the time, but it didn't. Very brief. It was, it was yeah, just... like ten seconds. Yeah,
1: that was the skit where he says, "I'm the president of El Salvador, and have, I'm going to have my opponents on." And they, they they pull back, and they're they're all tied
0: up, right? Yeah, they had a firing squad shooting. Uh, yeah. yeah, shooting, and then they shoot nuns the nuns, and yeah. But uh, so so I mean I think they had who knows they they had. The idea for satire, but they didn't really pull it off very well. And maybe they changed in later episodes. It's it's weird to think because it started like a year after MTV, I guess. And I was I wonder how much that had an impact on their oh the style the, quick, cuts of, the yeah. quick cut yeah editing like
1: yeah n- yeah it, it was definitely it was kind of straddling the line like old style comedy and kind of new more more uh, I don't know how to put it abrasive but it didn't really go either place so it didn't have a so it wasn't funny in the old style way and it wasn't really saying anything either
0: right and uh the this episode we watched we should mention uh was from well it we've it's on youtube it says spring 1984 so i don't know
1: yeah, it doesn't seem like anybody's taking the time to really put together a catalog of every episode of yeah. not
0: necessarily the news. Yeah, if you look like on the on the side on YouTube, you know how they have all the other um, related stuff. They do have some with with dates like September twenty sixth, nineteen eighty two, and January nineteenth, nineteen eighty five. But this one just says spring, nineteen eighty four. Um, put up by Jow who has uh, seems to be
1: obsessed with 80s HBO because if you read his little comments says, please send me your tapes if you have tapes of HBO. I'd like to put them up on YouTube. I'll pay you.
0: Well what else did HBO even have in the 80s? Uh,
1: they had a, a, a comedic football show called First and Ten. Um, they had a lot of little stuff like this. They, it wasn't they didn't get to the point like Larry Sanders pushed them over into good stuff. But just little sitcoms where they could do a little bit more than they could that the networks could do. Well,
0: yeah, I remember Dream On, which was terrible. Showtime wasn't
1: that Showtime? I thought was it was that HBO? HBO yeah. Okay.
0: Um, I know it seems like it'd fit more on Showtime because it was really bad. Uh,
1: oh, well, look at this! Right on the uh, on the Wikipedia, they show all the stuff that came out in the 80s. Kids in the Hall. I guess they were one of the places that that that. Uh, that ended up in the U.S. Yeah,
0: I didn't know that. Yep, they yeah, but that was late '80s. Uh, right. Fraggle Rock. Oh, Fraggle Rock, of course.
1: I remember Tales from the Crypt. That was pretty good.
0: Yeah, it was like a it was like a modern day Twilight Zone with more gore.
1: Yeah, anthology.
0: And oh, Dream On wasn't until 1990, anyway.
1: Yeah, so there wasn't, and the one I was talking oh yeah, there's the one I was talking about, First and Ten.
0: Yeah, I, don't, I mean, I might, I guess I probably didn't have HBO either, because I don't remember any of these, these shows. I mean, I remember, like, not necessarily the news, but like you said, I never really watched it at the time, so.
1: It looks like they were putting out a lot of kids' stuff, too. I, I don't know, do they still do that? Maybe they gave up on kids' stuff and left that to Nickelodeon.
0: Yeah, I think so. There's a bunch of kids' channels now, you know, Cartoon yeah. Network, Nickelodeon, Nick Jr., um, Bebe's Kids, all that stuff, so. But Isn't they, there a Baby's Kids channel? I
1: think all the channels are Baby's Kids. That's channel. true. I uh, I think at the time HBO was its own thing too. They're, now they're owned by Time Warner or whatever, so they're a part of a network of other channels, so they don't want to compete with probably.
0: Yeah, that's that is true. Yeah, they were they were standalone back then. Um. And uh, man, I don't even know when they started. Like in the seventies, right? HBO hmm Which is crazy. Um, but, yeah, that was a... It was a cool model, like, subscription service, and you can, you know... No commercials. No commercials. See adult stuff, not not like porn, but I mean like, you know, actual movies uncut. Right, yeah. Uh, but this was not their, their finest hour. It, like you said, it's weird that it was not even as edgy as Saturday Night Live. When it's ten years after, or not not quite ten years, but long enough after. I mean, it's long stopped. enough
1: after that. Yeah, that the the change in the culture was there. They just didn't follow it.
0: Right. Yeah they they were they were really going old school with their and and who knows why that is. Maybe it it got but better. But at the same
1: time, um, maybe it got better. Maybe it was better when it first started. But at the same time, it was probably different enough the quick cuts that it made people think oh this is counterculture this is different than anything that's out there
0: that that's true yeah it yeah i I know we've already said it but it's can't be stressed enough these were all like 30 second skits i think the longest piece was like when he was actually doing the news anchor Mm -hmm. thing and all his correspondents were in the wrong areas which was a very one joke premise that Ran out of gas after the very first. <laughs> yeah, maybe time. that
1: should have been short. Yeah. You know, when I watch the show, it makes me, even at its best, compared to the Daily Show, it would be all correspondence. There's no, there's no straight man. Everybody's everybody's funny. Yeah, trying to be funny. So, I mean, that's one of the great things about the Daily Show, which we'll talk about in a little bit, is the Jon Stewart's there to, to to provide the you know the sanity compared to the crazy people around them. Yes. And that this show doesn't have that everybody is a
0: little bit crazy, right? But not quite crazy enough, no, <laughs> uh, to make it work. Yeah, yeah. It's strange how tame the humor was.
1: Yeah, I mean, we keep going back to it being on HBO, but which would make it seem like it shouldn't have to be tame. But I don't, you know, it doesn't even say who created it. I can say, see what what the guy's background or woman's background was. So There's, maybe it was like a, 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 this was a, a group project.
0: Yeah, there's really no, not a lot of uh, info on the Wikipedia page.
1: No, and IMDB's no better. Oh, there it is. The creator was John Moffat. Let's see what else he's done. The Muppets? Oh, he actually created a alternative to the Muppets called the Moffats, and it didn't last. Oh, he's he worked on Mister Show, so you know he went on to do really crappy comedy. What? What? He directed a few episodes of Mr. Show. Oh. And by
0: a few, I, I mean 28. I love Mr. Show. Yeah, I know. That's one we... You, do, you don't care for Mr. Show? No, I was joking. Oh. <laughs> I, I have, have... The ones I watched. I, I, I love it. It's too bad it's not available anywhere streaming. I know. It used to be. Oh, was it? Was it on Netflix or something? Yeah, it, it used to be on Netflix. and I mean, that was a while back, though. Um, yeah, that's... It's... I don't even know what to think of it i guess it's you could see it as transitional but it's really not because as we said like there was already like even sctv was more was more witty than this show you know and more right out there um so
1: transitional in a way where it's it's a comedy show that's strictly about the news i mean they, they branched off a little bit but their main efforts are are about the news even making fun of the president is something that older shows wouldn't do in such
0: an out-and-out manner. Yeah, that's true. Um, and well, I, I
1: mean, the jokes, as we said, were over-the-top and stupid. Like, having his cue card upside down, that was kind of goofy. But still, it's making fun of Reagan and other shows. Other decades wouldn't necessarily be doing that. So it was moving things along.
0: Yeah, well, uh, but then again, uh, Saturday Night Live did a lot of that political oh, yeah, humor. So. Yeah, that's true. So yeah, it was. it was really just kind of a hodgepodge of of old and n- the new in it was mostly in the editing and the, yeah, the style, yeah. um, because it, it was really, it was really like watching a, a one-liner comedian to me just because every joke was very su- succinct and kind of obvious and on the nose.
1: It was interesting to watch. So I'm glad we picked it. Cause I, I
0: it's a show I've thought about in the past and just wondered what it was like. And yeah. Then, how good was that? Yeah. Yeah. And the answer is not not very. Not as good as the things that came after it no. or before it. Yeah, or at the same time. It's no...
1: Oh, I don't know. At the same time, Saturday Night Live was in a, was a low period.
0: That's true. Well, this show was on the air for, you know, seven years. So I think it picked up once, Saturday Night Live even picked up once, you know, Eddie yeah. Murphy and those people yeah. came in. But, um, yeah, I would have liked to have seen Jan Hooks on it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, maybe I should have picked another episode. I just She's, picked one at random. Yeah,
0: she was always one of my favorite uh, of the Saturday Night Live cast. I, th- I always thought she was really...
1: She, did she just die recently?
0: Yeah, R.I.P. She was pretty cool. Yeah. I thought her and Phil Hartman were very, like, um, I don't know, what did they call them? Utility players or whatever. They could do kind of everything.
1: And they usually were knockout funny if they were able to star more. I always thought it was a shame that I mean, he ended up on news radio, but he was promised a sitcom. At least that's what he claimed on the Tonight Show. He's like, "I'm leaving Saturday Night Live because NBC promised me a sitcom, and I would have liked to see how that turned out."
0: Well, I think, I think news radio turned out perfectly fine, and he did a great job on it. Oh so, I yeah, mean, yeah, it's. I, was, I wouldn't.
1: He was perfect in it, but I'd like to see what he would have been like as a star of a sitcom.
0: Yeah. Well, but on the uh, you know with with Seinfeld and, and I guess Cosby too um, you know they started giving all these comedian sitcoms and most of them sucked oh, yeah so,
1: but Phil Hartman was a comedian
0: no that's true yeah he was a, an impro- but even so yeah yeah who yeah. knows it it worked out well for him Jan Hooks I would have thought would have done a lot more because um, I thought she was really good but I guess she didn't that uh. It's one of those things that women in Hollywood when they're over 40 can't get roles yeah maybe I, I mean I think it must be but I always she would be in my my top ten SNL performers. I think.
1: Oh, she had a pretty good uh, <clears throat> guest starring part in 30, uh,
0: 30 Rock. Yeah, she was. Yeah, playing Jenna's mom. Yeah, yeah. All right, let's. All right, you know that fortieth anniversary of Saturday Night Live thing is on tonight.
1: Yeah.
0: I'll probably watch it. I don't know really? why. Really? Yep. I don't say- know why, man. I don't know why.
1: I turned Saturday Live on last night just to see what they were doing. It was the first episode.
0: Yeah, which was not very good.
1: It makes me sad, though, that the, the Saturday Live writers from the 70s didn't like Jim Henson. Well,
0: dudes. Those those Muppet skits just weren't very good.
1: Yeah, well, show. he didn't write them. The writers wrote them, and he didn't like writing them.
0: Oh, is that what it was? Yeah, and then. Uh, so they purposely made him shitty to get the Muppets kicked like off? It just
1: didn't, just didn't work that hard on it. And, like, the story from one guy was like, we went over to Jim Henson's house and we gave him some lines, and Jim Henson said, well, I don't think whatever the name of the character would say that. And he said, he looked at the piece of felt and he's like, oh, he wouldn't say that, huh? It's like, dude, <laughs> they're still characters, no matter if they're. And the other guy was like, I don't write for felt. Fuck you.
0: Well, I heard Gilda Radner liked him.
1: Gilda Radner and Chevy Chase both liked him.
0: Oh, so, so, so that's kind little, of a. Yeah, a
1: little a little bad. <laughs> no, I think to go around and liking something just eclipses anything bad you can say about it. So, yeah.
0: Were... All right. So, yeah,
1: they only lasted one season on, on the show.
0: Let's let's go. Uh, top 10 Saturday Night Live uh, cast members.
1: The top 10. Ca-
0: like cat, like
1: cast or just individual members.
0: No. Yeah. Individual members. Top okay. 10 all time. All right. Uh, I'm going to go. I'm going to go Phil Hartman. Number one for me. Number 1, wow. He's up there. Well, I'm not, you know what, let's not do it in order. I can't really do that.
1: Yeah, okay. I'll, I'll agree ten. with Phil Hartman. Okay, I'd we, say Eddie Murphy.
0: Eddie Murphy. Okay, I agree with that.
1: Uh Will Ferrell? Yes. Are well, we just are we just saying Saturday Night Live or what they did after?
0: No, just Saturday Night Live.
1: Okay, I don't know how good Will Ferrell was in Saturday Night Live. I didn't really watch it then.
0: <laughs> the Yeah, he was he was pretty good. He did a, a impression of Harry Carey that was really funny.
1: Oh yeah. I've I have seen now that I think about it I've seen some yeah, I include him for sure. Okay. Uh, Gilda all right. Rad, we're, we're, we're down
0: the line. Yeah, no, I'll agree with that too. Gilda Radner, so that's four. We we agree on all those. I would say um just to put a news anchor in there, Norm MacDonald was my favorite news anchor. Oh, he
1: anchor. was really good. And you know, Dennis Miller was good too.
0: He was. I'm not gonna include him
1: though. <laughs> Are you including present time because of that?
0: I I am, I admit it.
1: We can't do that. <laughs> Oh, no, I think really. I
0: think even not including present time, Dennis Miller wouldn't quite make my list.
1: Well, I, I I think he was really funny, and I think he made the news good again. I think after That's Bill Murray... We have to include Bill Murray in the list. After Bill Murray, the news really sucked until Dennis Miller came.
0: Yeah, and then uh, they fired Norm MacDonald and yeah, that was brought bullshit. in Colin Quinn, who was terrible.
1: Yeah, well, I think that whenever they bring in an established comedian to the show it it doesn't work quite well like chris elliott on saturday night live i love chris elliott but he wasn't he wasn't great on chris on saturday night live
0: right Uh, yeah and some people were just not great and did good things afterwards like uh chris rock was never that good on saturday night live right yeah and same with uh tim meadows i feel like was not great but i like everything he's in after saturday night live so Uh,
1: but i feel like tim meadows at least could have been great they just didn't give him good parts. yeah
0: no that's exactly what it is all right, let's see. What do we have? Phil Hartman. Gilda Radner. Gilda Radner. Eddie Murphy. Um, Norm MacDonald. Say Norm MacDonald. That's four. I thought we had another one, but... Um, Bill Murray. Okay, Bill Murray. I'll go with Bill Murray, so that's five. Wait, do you agree with me on Norm MacDonald being up there, or you have... That's
1: fine. Okay. I, he was. He's really funny, and I think he gets extra points for being kicked off the show.
0: So is Dennis Miller in your top ten? Oh, we have to keep going. I think he would be. Okay. I'll let's to... see. I'm going to say, well, Jan hooks for me. Uh, cause I really liked her. That's my number six. going to go along with Jan or you got your own.
1: No, we'll just keep. Yeah, that's fine. I liked her. I'm okay. just trying to think. I don't, I, I imagine that Amy Poehler and Tina Fey were really funny on the show, but I can't include them on the list cause I didn't really watch it then.
0: Oh yeah. I'm going to, I'm going, I'm going Amy Poehler for number yeah. seven. Um, I, not, I'll keep Tina Fey off because she was great as a news anchor. But mostly, she was um, she was a head writer, so she wasn't in a lot of sketches and stuff.
1: Oh, I see. Yeah.
0: So, although she, I mean, she's obviously great. Okay, I'm gonna say Amy Poehler. Oh, Will Ferrell. That was another one we said. Right. Right. So, okay, we're up to eight.
1: Let uh, me go back. Um,
0: yeah. Now it gets kind of tough. To the '70s. Was there anyone else that's? Uh, i know i think a lot of people would say john belushi but i i don't think he would no, make my top 10 no, he wouldn't
1: make mine either because it's some of the stuff that was funny wasn't just funny because of of repetition like the cheeseburger cheeseburger
0: and the samurai yeah
1: yeah so no uh, i'm gonna but, go
0: actually mike myers number nine
1: i'd say dana carvey then uh, in fact i would put dana carvey if, if you don't agree with dana carvey i'd i'd Disagree with you with Mike Myers.
0: Okay. All right. I think we're going to have a disagreement then because I don't think Dana Carvey would be in my top 10. But we'll, oh, my gosh. He's funny. We only have one more. All right. Um,
1: you're crazy. You think Mike Myers is funnier than Sarah Live than Dana Carvey?
0: I did, yeah. Uh, I, I found Dana Carvey a little bit um, old schoolish comedy.
1: Yeah, but he did it so well. Like, he would do the, the church lady. The bits were so funny. I mean, they were over the top and kind of goofy. But they were so funny, and the the Chicken House pet and almost everything he did, he did perfectly.
0: He did it well, but I I find like it's the same problem I've always had with Saturday Night Live, like the recurring characters, it it becomes very one note. So like,
1: yeah, but I'm well, I, I'm just wondering what Mike Myers did better because his were one note too. He had Wayne's World, he had well whatever he had was just pretty much one note.
0: Well, I think he did i don't know he just did bizarre shit that i liked um more than more than dana carvey like sprockets i thought was just fucking weird
1: (laughs) but it was the same thing each time it it was was but it was
0: very it was very more bizarre humor rather than like catchphrase humor like we're here to pump you up or isn't that special you know what i mean um and like simon the little kid who likes to draw in the bathtub. Yeah, it was funny. It's just fucking weird. Or like the hyperactive... Yeah, hyper-act- but
1: Simon was based on a kid's book and... So I don't know.
0: And the hyperactive kid who like runs away with the entire uh, playground attached to his leash. <laughs> it was just... It was more bizarre stuff and I feel like... Uh, I feel like Dana Carvey was more kind of traditional comedy. So I, that's why say... that's why I pick my I might Myers be colored
1: by the fact that I've seen... Uh, I saw Dana Carvey... Do stand up and he was really, really funny.
0: Yeah. So that might color it. Right? Well, I mean, I don't think that's really like that controversial, like to have a, you know, picking between those two. I think it's either one's fine. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't think it's like, what?
1: Well, I think it's what to think Mike Myers is funnier than Dana Carvey, but whatever. Go ahead.
0: Well, it is true that Dana Carvey um, did go on to do The Master of Disguise, which, <laughs> of course, one of the great movies. So
1: my turtle for you turtle if turtle. If we're gonna mock them by movies, done. Uh, what was what was the Mike Meyer? one? The Love one? Guru. Well, there you go.
0: I didn't even see it, so I can't comment. Um, I didn't see Master Disguise. I didn't either. I just saw the commercials for it. Uh, all right, so now we have to go with our number
1: we, We're missing an important important character in this top ten. Or do you just have top ten plus one? Is this how you do it?
0: We're missing an important character. Well, an
1: important person It should be in everyone's top 10 list, but I think what we're doing is probably doing our top 10, and then this plus one is just, it goes without saying. All
0: right. I'm blanking hard right now. Making uh,
1: copies.
0: Oh, of course, Rob Schneider. Yes. His David's brother. Yeah. He's done some, dude. I'm sure David would be thrilled to, uh, that people would think that, um,
1: not only is he not funny, but he's an asshole.
0: Yeah. Well, he's he's continued with his humanitarian work uh, to the present day, trying to trying to save children from the medical establishment. So, uh, yeah. All right. Number ten. So this is this is tough. Actually, I think we have a pretty solid top ten. Um, really, top eleven because because oh, you,
1: Jean Curtin was uh, yeah. She was funny.
0: She was she was a good straight person for that show, um, and a good actress. I don't know if she would make my top... Wow, that's really tough. Um,
1: Dan Aykroyd, too.
0: But yeah, the he... with
1: Dan Aykroyd, much like Dennis Miller, is his later years, he kind of made his earlier years seem less funny. Yes, yeah, it's true. very funny, those early years. The, his, he had, I mean, again, his characters, but they, they were funny characters. The, um, the, what was it? Dean Garvin, male prostitute. And that's a stupid idea, but he made it funny.
0: He, yeah, he did make a lot of things funny. Um, his Julia Child... His uh Basematic commercial, the uh the Hungarian swingers or whatever they were that he did with Steve Martin.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So he had a lot of iconic bits that were not just iconic. Because like, I feel like Belushi's stuff was iconic just because he was doing it and maybe people laughed because it was so ridiculous, but I think Aykroyd's stuff was actually funny.
0: Yeah. I think you know what I'm okay, so you're gonna pick Dan Ackroyd for your ten or I'm Jane throwing Kirt. it out there. Okay, I I think I'm gonna try to go somebody more recent and I'm gonna say Bill Hader, who you might not even know, because you—no,
1: I I know his bits where he was on the what was his name on the when he did the uh, he was
0: on the news and he was the the guy who went to all oh the... yeah, Stefan
1: <laughs> Stefan, that's always funny.
0: Yeah, yeah. So that I got to pick somebody new to be fair. That's who I'm going with for my ten.
1: No, I don't remember how what, how funny Will Forte was.
0: He was okay. Uh, he did that MacGruber stuff, which was oh, that's speaking of on one note. Yeah, I. I Ugh, it drove me crazy too every time.
1: But he's such he he's so interesting now. Like he's doing other kinds of things. Like he was in Nebraska.
0: Yeah. And
1: so it's it's just weird that he would do a character like that and like not only do it but have a movie made about it. Well,
0: and he yeah he's Waste in an up uh, which I hear the movie is actually funny, but I can't believe it. Um, he's in some upcoming Fox yeah. show Damn. where he's like the last man on Earth, which I I'm want to check about out. That. Yeah. yeah. All right, yeah. So I got that's my that's my ten is Bill Hader. I think I'll take Dan Aykroyd. All right, that's a that's a solid top twelve. And I'm sure if we made the list again, that would be different. And I don't know. There's yeah, there's, we got Bill Murray. We got we, is Ed Murphy, Eddie Murphy on the list? Yeah, he's on the list. Yeah, yeah, he needs to be on. He the pretty list. much has to be, I think. Yeah, and he was only on for like what one season, one and a half, two seasons. Crazy. It had to be two. It wasn't yeah. just... No, I, I don't... It mean. had to be two, because I think maybe his first year, he broke out, and then uh, they gave him a lot more stuff to do his second year, and then he was like, yeah. oh, later. I'm but he was like 18 hours. when he first,
1: first got on there, right? At like
0: 19, I think, yeah. Yeah, no, he, he definitely totally rejuvenated the show, so... I mean, I guess it was him and Piscopo they, they saw as the breakout stars of that year, but Joe Piscopo, yeah.
1: Yeah, I think Joe Piscopo suffers under what you complained about uh,
0: when they were on the show just
1: doing one-note stuff. Yeah. And and then I think we talk about not paying attention to the rest of their career, but it's hard to not pay attention to him just disappearing. I guess he got sick, so I don't want to blame him for that, but still.
0: Uh, yeah, I heard him in some interview, and he just wanted to talk about Frank Sinatra the whole time and how much he loved frank sinatra and how much his impression was like an homage and no i would never make fun of frank and i was like it was it was really weird that is weird yeah um anyway yeah we've gotten off not necessarily the news but uh
1: but we That's are being timely
0: tip. with uh with the saturday night live 40th anniversary 40? yeah so. <laughs> good on us yeah all right i still yeah i still say Mike myers over over dana carvey um, who
1: would you, would you pick norm mcdonald's as your, as your favorite news host
0: yes Um, I thought he was fucking hilarious he did the deadpan stuff and he he got like really harsh with things harsher than anybody else could but he always did it with that smirk and the kind of laugh that made it work Um, but I guess still the uh, the powers that be at NBC thought he was too over the edge so yeah
1: well and it wasn't wasn't it just one guy yeah, because he
0: was friends with O.J., and he, <coughs> he wanted Norm McDonald. to tone oh, down. Oh, it was all about O.J. Yeah, oh, my God. He wanted him to tone down the O.J. shit. And <laughs> Norm McDonald just, like, went into overdrive on it after that, so.
1: And Lord Michaels didn't didn't intervene?
0: Yeah, I don't, I mean, I don't know. I don't know the whole story behind it. I'm sure he probably tried to, but Lord Michaels also not the network president, so.
1: Right, yeah. Anyway. That is... No, I meant the other way, trying to make uh, Norman MacDonald just tone it down a bit. Oh, guess... yeah.
0: He probably did. I mean.
1: just didn't. He's like, okay, do what you want. Good luck to you. Good luck in your
0: sitcom. <laughs> yeah. What? Oh, yeah, he was on a sitcom. Norm, huh? Yeah. Yep. Oh, it yeah, was that... pretty okay. I don't remember it. I mean, I remember it. I don't know if I ever saw it, so. Well, that was a.
1: Oh, I have a reverse recommendation. Okay. Okay. We usually we do recommendations at the end of the episode. I'm doing a reverse recommendation on stuff I recommended in the past and I no longer
0: recommend it. Oh, I want to do one too. Ours might be the same thing. Go ahead. I have two, so we
1: might end up having three, or we might have having one, or two. I forget how the math works.
0: Anyway, first is Revenge. Yep, that was mine. Turned it off. You know what? Watch the first season of Revenge and quit it. Yeah. Uh, second season, it. it no, keeps it keeps getting worse. Yeah. Uh,
1: second is Sleepy Hollow.
0: I, oh yeah, it it's been a little yeah. Not as great. I still watch it though.
1: I I kinda stopped. And I and it, it sometimes I'll stop and I'll like, oh I gotta catch up and with that I was like, Yeah, well.
0: That's the way it goes. So Yeah, the first of, season season was definitely stronger. Much. much and stronger. even the first
1: couple episodes were okay and then it just kinda went off the rails and I didn't care about watching anymore.
0: Yeah, I don't I don't really like this treasure hunter character dude. No, that was part of it. And and now I, I saw an interview
1: where they, they, I guess their ratings went down and the way they're talking about fixing the problem is to make the episodes more standalone, which is the opposite of what they need to do. But. Yeah,
0: exactly. And that's how this season's been. They've been very standalone episodes with maybe some overarching storyline in bits, you know, here and there. And then
1: the whole thing with the wife. and Oh, I just don't care anymore. Yeah, so I, I, yeah. yeah I
0: don't care about the wife either. Um, I don't. Well, actually, I do like uh, what's his name, Orlando Jones.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah, I didn't and... like how they kind of made his character irredeemable, but maybe that'll change.
0: Yeah, well, no. Uh, if you've been watching, he's he's on the side of evil now. Spoiler oh, alert. Oh god. Yeah, but maybe <laughs> that the, maybe they'll switch him back around. I hope so because I like his character. And...
1: Yeah, it was a fun character, and then they just made it. It was just stupid. So yeah, I don't I don't recommend
0: that show anymore. Oh, I'll still I'll still recommend that one. I'll still, I mean. Will you
1: rec? I know. I mean, I don't mind you still watching. Do you still recommend it?
0: I'm. Um, I'll still recommend it for the first season, and we'll see how the second season ends up. Okay. So no,
1: I'll... I still recommend the first season. Yeah, it was a good, it's a great first season with a nice twist and everything, but it didn't it didn't hold up the second season for me?
0: Yeah, it seems to be a problem with a lot of shows. I I gave up on Gotham too. Like I was DVRing it, and after a while, I just realized I'm like, I don't really care.
1: Yeah, I don't. I don't love it. I still watch it to see what they're doing, but. It's more like I'm watching it and mocking it. The same, the same with uh, how to get. With, you probably never. You probably stopped
0: watching early. But how to get
1: with how to get away with murder is is not as good as it was in the beginning.
0: Yeah, I stopped watching that too. Um, it was starting to get a little. Well, I think we talked about it on the show with like the gay guy just being kind of a shitbag bag and and sleeping around was how he was getting all his information. I was like, yeah. that's a little, that's <laughs> a little, yeah. Old yeah, I guess that's another thinking. example.
1: Of, oh, yeah. Yeah, I think that's, I think it, and at some point it goes from being, oh, look at this and look at
0: other lifestyles to, wait. <laughs> yeah, you're, now you're just playing into stereotypes. <laughs> yeah.
1: You went all the way around. But, uh yeah. so those are my uh, two re- yes, re- I, recommendations.
0: Yes, I 100% agree with Revenge because I, I had actually thought about bringing that one up too. It's, I stopped watching it entirely, so. Anyway, that was not necessarily the news. Uh, You want to take a quick break and come back and do The Daily Show? Yes. All right. We'll be right back. We had a comrade, a brave comrade. He could talk for whole days. But then he tried to be a hero. I talk about Shan Miron to computers wearing earphones. Oh. He almost died for conversation. Hallucinations? Daily Show, oh, oh, and, uh. The demise of Jon Stewart. Yeah. It, yeah. That's, I mean, his career's going nowhere now. I don't know what he's thinking.
1: He'll never top the Daily Show. He'll never top Maybe he's just, maybe he's just, he's saying he's leaving the Daily Show, but he's just switching spots with Larry Wilmore.
0: Yeah, that could be. It's going to be. He needs, a, he needs an extra half hour of sleep. Um, yeah, he'll never top Death to Smoochy if you ask me. But uh, the Daily Show's been a pretty decent vehicle for him. Yeah, I remember when uh, Craig Kilborn was the host. Did you ever watch it then? No,
1: I was. I was going
0: to ask you about that. Did you? So you watched it with him as the host? I did, and you know he's kind of a dick. Um, he sometimes he was a dick in a funny way, like during the mm-hmm. interviews, um, which was okay. But I don't think anybody was, like, shedding tears when he said he was leaving. Like, I don't think it was a big deal to anybody. They're like, oh, okay, they'll get a new host.
1: Or the, the show will go away and we don't care.
0: Yeah, I mean, it was, I did watch it regularly when he was on. So I can't say, like, I would have been like, oh, I don't care if it goes away. I, I did enjoy it. Did he have correspondence? Any of the correspondence? Man, carry over? I cannot remember. I think he must have. But honestly, what was it? 17 years ago. I can't, I, uh, I don't even remember at this point. Yeah, he did, because he, uh, he had, like, Liz Winstead on, and, uh, shit, what was her name? Beth somebody? I can't remember her name. Um, but, yeah, I remember reading, like, a, a GQ interview with him at the time, uh, where where he was, I guess Liz, Liz Winstead was talking about he was kind of like a sexist pig, mm-hmm. and his response was something like, oh... Um, Liz is a nice girl. I'd let her blow me. Yeah. You know, yeah, so that kind of... That was stupid. Yeah. Um, yeah, and it was... So Liz Winstead was a co-creator of it, so... Mm-hmm. Um,
1: sure. But she was gone by the time he left. So when, when Stuart took over, Liz Winstead was gone, right?
0: Yeah, I think so. Yeah. And, man, yeah, he did have correspondence, because I'm remembering more and more of them. Unfortunately, I can't remember their names.
1: I think, uh, I'm looking now at, uh... A. Whitney Brown, which is kind of funny because he's from Saturday Night Live, was one of the correspondents.
0: Oh, yeah, I don't remember him.
1: And someone named Brian Unger, whose oh, name
0: kind of seems familiar. Yes, Brian Unger. Um, I want to know, I can't remember the... Beth Littleford. Beth Littleford, yeah, yeah, that was the one I was thinking of. Um, I thought maybe Colbert was a part of his staff, but it doesn't look like no, it. No, yeah, I don't think he came on until uh, John Stewart. But it was basically the same format. Um, Just
1: less political.
0: Yeah, kind of less political. And uh, and definitely more um, mean-spirited. Mm-hmm. You know, than... I, I mean, John Stewart obviously mocks. Uh, he speaks truth to power or whatever and does it in a mocking way, but it not... Not nearly as mean-spirited to me as Craig Kilborn.
1: But in, in general, it seems like with Jon Stewart's humor, where he mocks, he'll, he always punches up. He never punches down. But Craig Kilborn seems like he would punch
0: down. Yeah, I think so. I think so, yeah. And I think...
1: I don't really care for the punching down as much as the punching up.
0: No. Well, well, I, yeah. I, I, I That's not my humor at all, because you don't need to punch down. They're already down. I mean... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, did you watch the episode where he said he was going to leave?
1: Yeah, it was a good one. Yeah. And I like I like how he kind of made fun of the audience for not knowing what he was going to say at the end.
0: Yeah. Yeah. He, 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 he,
1: he played with the fact that social media was going to make it so whatever he said the audience was going to be out there by the time it aired. Yeah. You know, but you guys don't know. And uh... and I wonder if he chose to announce it on this
0: episode because he really likes David Axelrod. Yeah, I don't know. I know that was weird. like, if I hadn't known it was the episode where he was, where he announced it, it, it did seem weird because he just did one segment at the beginning and then had two segments with David Axelrod mm-hmm. and then, uh, which is not normal. You know, usually if you, you go two segments with a guest, he's like, this will be on the web. Right, right. Um, but then I, you know, he saved that last bit for, for, which was nice. You could tell yeah. he got a little, getting a little choked up for Klimt
1: as they say in the business.
0: Yeah, the business of Jews, which is show business. Hollywood. Um, yeah, pretty soon it's going to become Halalwood, if you know what I'm saying. I don't. I don't either. Um, but, yeah, The Daily Show, so after Craig Kilborn, I think Jon Stewart, like, I can't even, like, I can't remember his damn first showers early years but i feel like he hit the ground running like it was good from from the beginning of course it helps to already have you know an established format in place i guess
1: so he took over in 99 when i didn't realize that that he had a couple onion guys with came with him to help shape the tone of the show which is
0: kind of fun yeah that's well good people to get
1: yeah at the time the onion was crazy funny yeah it's good now but it's not i think. It's not as because it was then, or maybe no. it is,
0: and I'm I'm just used to the humor. Well, because they they've all moved on to Hollywood jobs, I yeah, I would assume, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, and and I I don't know what can you say about everybody knows the Daily Show. It's always been since Jon Stewart took over. I, I really appreciate the tone. You know, you everybody already knows like that's where a lot of people get their actual news and. Uh, which is really no worse than getting it from Fox News on the other side. And no, it's, it's actually it's, better. I would, say, I, I think.
1: No, it's definitely better than getting it Fox News, but it's 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 worse than getting it from the source because a lot of the times their joke is based on taking things out of context, which is funny. I don't have any problem with that, but it it is a problem if you're taking your news from it.
0: Well, I think um, I always like the, but but you know, TV news. Puts shit out of context all the time as well. Oh,
1: I'm not. I'm not disagreeing with that. I'm just. I'm just saying.
0: Yeah, I, I do always like the the gotcha stuff where you know he will pull up a quote from somebody that directly contradicts a quote from earlier, and he'll play the whole thing. Like. Yeah. The he's very good at showing up hypocrisy, and unlike Fox News, he he does uh, give it to liberals as well. So.
1: Right. Well, I think what's important about the Daily Show is that it's not necessarily a political partisan show it's more a show mocking the news yeah we're not he's not necessarily well, of course he does take a, a stand on political issues but that's not necessarily what the, the show is made for it's made for just making fun of the bullshit that the the television news puts out yeah and bursting it, the uh,
0: bubble of hypocrisy and, 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 and bullshit
1: unfortunately for them fox news got big while the show was on and there was a lot to make
0: fun of yeah
1: because fox news tends to do bullshit more than other channels and it's it's i mean i'm i'm sure there's some partisan things that aren't necessarily bad that fox news does but they do plenty of bad stuff like when something bad happens numerous times they've changed the letter from an r to a d yeah yeah the person happened to or darkening the color of of a i forget who it was but they had the picture up and the the his skin was darkened yeah so it's just weird stuff like that that God knows why they thought they would get away with it, but they did anyway. I mean, they would get away with it in 1985, but it's not 1985.
0: Right. Yeah. No, they get called on it immediately, and then, you know, they issue and their corrections, like, flash by. At the even end. the episode we watched, the,
1: they they had a – I forget what the topic was, but whatever the person – oh, um yeah, I was Jordan uh, airstrikes oh, we, and ISIS. Yeah and, yeah. and the person was talking about how a U.S. should be, participate more. And right on the screen while she talked, there was a little snippet saying 80% of the airstrikes were done by U S troops. So yeah, it's, it's good that they do that. And I think that's what the, the best part of the daily show is, is just bursting that bubble.
0: Yeah. And I mean, I, I know that a lot of, you know, conservatives see it as a very liberal partisan show, but I, Oh, it isn't. Yeah. I don't, I don't see it that way. I mean, it's, I guess they just kind of ignore all the, the making fun of liberals stuff.
1: It's definitely more, more liberal, more liberal show than conservative, but it's not whole,
0: whole wholeheartedly uh, liberal. Yeah, I don't it's not, that. it's not extremely partisan, like, like Fox news, right? No. Well, and like I said, I like, or like you said, you can't even, I don't even know if all of Fox news, but you know, they're, they're talking head opinion uh, piece shows are definitely,
1: but yeah, I mean, they're not just making fun of Fox news and that's, some of the funniest stuff is Fox News, but they make fun of CNN as well. I mean, his that famous debate he had, debate in quotes he had with Crossfire, that wasn't Fox News. That was CNN. Right. Where he's like, I don't have a responsibility. <laughs> My show is led into by talking puppets, making
0: crank calls. So. Right, right. Yeah, no, he's... Which at times was kind of irritating because he used that as a crutch. Right, because you can't... you you can't really have it both ways.
1: Right. But at that time he, he, it was, I think at that time it was more true. I think late in later years, he couldn't say that as with as much of a straight face.
0: Yeah. You can't use that as an excuse because you really are doing uh es- hardcore political. Especially
1: shit. When, when Colbert came along and they were doing that, they were making fun of the super pack together. Yeah, right. So he, I mean, he's still funny and he's still doing funny things, but he, he couldn't use that as much of a crutch and he didn't, he never did as much. So
0: no no yeah
1: and then did you read the article from the the, <clears throat> the liberal from that show i forget his name paul begalia something like that he was a, a clinton white house aide and he was on the other side of talk Tucker carlson and he wrote this article about that appearance and how he like after the show john stewart stood around for like 90 minutes and they talked more and he talked about how he agreed with him and i disagreed with him and it was really interesting until the end and he got really bitter about never being on the daily show <laughs> <laughs> he said, "I saw John Stewart. I haven't talked to John Stewart since that day. I saw him in a hotel one time, but he ran away as if he saw a ghost. And I wrote a book a few years ago, and I tried to get on the show, but they wouldn't return my calls. Like, dude, you're talking about the guy leaving the show. Just leave it, leave it at that. Keep your petty squabbles away. Oh Jesus! And he did talk about how John Stewart's idea of
0: politics was naive, but whatever. Well, I mean, I." I understand that criticism that you could think it's naive, but I, I don't think it's naive. Like, right, you, politics is not based on the most humanistic principles, but it should be. Like Yeah, the I think idea a better what,
1: word instead of uh, naive would be idealistic. Yeah,
0: yeah, I, I agree. Or optimistic even, yeah. You're right, like, yeah. Um, just because things are the way they are doesn't mean they can't change. That's a that's a very conservative view that like, well, that's just the way it is.
1: But the greatest thing about this article was like, Jon Stewart, I guess one of his arguments was you always have the, like, two polarizing figures on these shows there's someone far left and far right why can't you have someone more in the middle to have a more productive conversation and he's like this guy's like i i don't believe in bipartisanship like john stewart i mean look at the iraq war i opposed bush that whole time (laughs) it's just such a stupid argument because
0: so did john stewart right yeah i well i mean the truth is there are i think
1: that's what makes john stewart so great and his his daily show so great is it, it angers liberals on the far left as much as it angers far right republic yes it
0: does no exactly and and well you know it there's not a lot to make fun of in the middle right politically yeah. you know i mean it's always gonna the extremes are always going to be more entertaining and more just crazy anyway and and more worthy of mockery but um that, which is why i think he can say he's more of more in the middle you know because uh because he takes aim at both sides, uh, the extremes of both sides. But, but like your average American, uh, in, to me is is probably not on either extreme. And uh, right, yeah. And they're just you know decent people who actually. I, I mean, and you know, conservatives and and liberals alike. There there are plenty of decent people who have their ideals for whatever reason they arrived at them. But they're not, you know, they don't want to send. All the immigrants back to where they came from and they don't want to uh they don't go around beating up muslims or whatever you know and they don't you know and they vaccinate their children to put it on the left as well mm-hmm. because that seems to be a very is that a left left wing hippie type
1: thing i think that, you know what i think it's that's bipartisan there's the left wing hippie types and there's also libertarians that they're saying don't get trust the, the government. government out of my blood yeah yeah,
0: yeah that's true
1: but you're, yeah you're right the hippie types
0: they predominate here in in california Right. Anyway, yeah. like uh, that
1: woman, I forget her name. That Carla, Car- the food, the food goddess, who
0: doesn't want any chemicals in any foods.
1: Have you heard about her?
0: No. Less said, the better. All right, we'll end it there. I well, uh, personally, uh, a lot of chemicals make food taste good. Sorry, Carla. Like salt. Salt. Nacl. Total <laughs> chemical. Um, I was thinking more like, uh, you know, whatever's in McDonald's hamburgers. That's salt. Oh, is that all it is? Mm-hmm. Well, salt and, you know, a bit of kangaroo meat and... Oh, and I I forgot, excre-
1: excretion from uh, Grumpy's anus.
0: Gr- Grumpy? <laughs> What's the purple guy's name? Grimace. Grimace's anus. Sorry. Sorry, Grumpy. Yeah, but that's magical. Yeah, that goes beyond just chemicals. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, I don't know. Um, I, I it's going to be a difficult uh, seat to fill, I would imagine.
1: Yeah, and I like the speculation. People were speculating things like Tina Fey, and Amy Poehler. Why would they have any desire to, to walk into like a a five day a week, twenty four hour day
0: job? Right. right. The, yeah, they have families as well, and yeah. Although, yeah. Have... I I would say it would be nice to have a woman. Oh, yeah. In yeah. there. Like, I was, I was thinking about thinking because I read some article, or, or I, I didn't read it. I just saw the headline, but I, I, like, bookmarked it Um, on why they should have a woman as the host of The Daily Show. And I was like, yeah, you know, there's not been a woman host in late night since, like, Joan Rivers, right? <laughs>
1: yeah, I, I, mean, I guess I'd, that it might be a short article because there's no others.
0: Yeah, but, but I mean, I don't know. If, I don't watch Chelsea lately because I don't really find her funny. I don't know if that's, like, considered a late night talk show or what. Maybe I don't think count.
1: so, it's because that's that's on E, right? And yeah. They, they move that all over the place. I don't know if that counts.
0: Yeah, I don't know either. But anyway, yeah, it would be, it would be nice to get a woman. That CBS there.
1: show would have been a good spot for one, but they
0: Oh yeah, the Late Late Show. Another one. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I don't know why. I guess that's the same with Late Night on the NBC. They went really. I don't think Lauren Michaels would go that way. He prefers to go the safe route.
0: Yeah. Well, I and I I don't think it's. Even necessarily like the producers as much as the network, probably that just. You know, I mean, those shows are are fairly conservative comedically. You know. They, yeah,
1: but I think with that late late show, they they took more risks. Like Craig Ferguson was a
0: risk. Yeah, that's true. I, I mean, mean, he's a
1: white dude, but it was still it was not the kind of white dude that usually hosts that kind of show. So. Right, he went but out
0: the, there a bit, like Conan did in the early years. Yeah. 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 yeah.
1: And but it, I mean his background wasn't necessarily as a like a comedian like like Jason Cohen whose background wasn't as a comedian but w- wasn't in front of the camera in that way it was more like a, a a funny actor
0: yeah 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 no it'll be it'll be really interesting to see where it goes I mean I'm imagining it'll probably be another white dude but all we can do is wait and see but
1: uh, yeah I, if he's it's, it's funny I don't care but
0: it would it would be nice to be
1: have a little diversity aside from the I guess the, they say we did our, diverse, our diversity with Nightly Report, or Nightly Show.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> there you go, America.
1: Um, correspondence.
0: Oh, we're going to do our top ten Daily Show Correspondence? Man, I don't, I don't know even if know if I can name ten.
1: I don't know if I can name ten, but I just want to talk about how, I mean, they almost surpassed Saturday Night Live as producing really, really funny people that do great things. Like Colbert, Carl, Carol? Car- 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 Steve Carroll Steve Carell. Steve Carell. Uh, Rob Corddry, uh, Nate Corddry.
0: Uh, I guess that's it. That's all I can name. <laughs> John Oliver, John Oliver, right? Well, he. I mean, he just basically went on to do his his own version of it on HBO, but but well, still. Well, the weekly show, yeah. Well, and so, and Community. Let's not forget.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I just I just find it amazing how I mean what well both Steves came from the Dana Carvey show, which just shows that Dana Carvey's better than Mike Myers, but. Just amazing how good they were in choosing funny people to to to, to play that role. As yeah, I
0: mean, both both Second City alum as well. Um, oh, they were they were both. I thought they're. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. Second yeah. City. Um, al- along with uh, uh, Amy Sedaris. Was was she ever on Daily Show? No, I don't think so. She's so funny. But you she, know, she Strangers did. with Candy had Colbert and.
1: Yeah. And the other guy on Col- that was on Strangers with Candy was a writer on Colbert.
0: Yeah, he's fucking probably, hilarious. Yeah. Paul Danello. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: He'll probably move I'm sure they'll move him over with, with the late show.
0: I find uh, oh fuck. See, I'm terrible at remembering people's names. Um, he's one of the newer correspondents. Oh, Al Madrigal. I really like him. Um the Hispanic dude. What's the woman's
1: name? Alyssa Williams. Samantha no. B? So, no, I like Samantha B. Samantha B. Jason Jones, kind of not as much, but sometimes he really hits it out of the park. Like he's off and on for me. Sometimes he's really, really good and sometimes he's just okay. But Samantha B is almost always hilarious. Oh, Ed Helms, another former Carson. Ed Helms,
0: the, yeah. Who seems to me to be kind of a weird dude. I mean, like a nice guy, but I don't know. He seems almost maybe somewhere on the spectrum to me. <laughs> really, I don't know I never... why I get that impression of him. He seems super nerdy and and uh, maybe not the best at social interactions. But uh, I, that's <laughs> just the impression. Like I've never met the dude, so what the hell do I know?
1: <laughs> Jessica Williams. That's who I was thinking of. Uh huh. Would be a, a great choice for a hoist, a host, a
0: host, and she's very funny. She started out rough. I feel like, but I feel like everybody starts out rough when they start out as a correspondent on that show. Mm hmm. Um, but
1: it's she... a tough, a, a tough gig i assume because the people you're dealing with half the time have heard of the show and they're not going to want to deal with you so you have to work with that
0: right and the other half they actually believe that you're trying to showcase their nut nutty ass idea um and they don't maybe get that you're mocking or they don't care they just want to get their voice on tv so yeah
1: and they they um uh, i think it's a, it's a it's a road to walk too that they I don't think it, it's as funny when they're out and out making fun of people who are just have a, a earnest idea, but aren't like necessarily cruel. I think yeah. it's much funnier when they're making fun of the cruel
0: people. Oh yeah, yeah. The the hardcore racists and, and yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> I mean Colbert was. I don't think anyone was ever better than him at that.
0: No. Nope, and I, I really hope he has some some kind of segments like that on his new show. Well, I don't think he ever finished. Get to know your district, right? <laughs>
1: yeah,
0: that's retired. I think. Yeah, I'm sure that's not going to fly on on late night talk show.
1: Wow, Michael Showalter was a co- contributing uh, correspondent when when it was uh, the Daily Show with Craig Kilborn. I didn't know that.
0: Who was? Oh, Michael Showalter. Hmm. Oh, that yeah. So. And had, David Wayne. They had good people even back then. Um, yeah, I don't remember. Obviously, I don't remember any of that. Uh, I, I, I do hope with Colbert's new show that uh, he kind of does more of the format of Colbert, where instead of coming out and doing a dumb monologue, he, he like just starts off at his desk doing joke pieces with footage and stuff. I think that would be awesome, because like we talked about with Bill Maher, and so, that's just so such an old-fashioned way of doing things. Start with a monologue, and, and it's usually terrible.
1: Yeah, just mix it up somehow. I mean, yeah. not, if not to desk, a skit, something.
0: Something, yeah, because Colbert Rapport was, like, funny all the way through. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, same with The Daily Show. He doesn't do any kind of monologue. He just goes right into, you know, actual comedy.
1: And so- it would make sense for Colbert to do that because he's not. he doesn't have a stand-up comedian background.
0: Right, right. Yeah, he's got a, a improv sketch background. So
1: Yeah, so it would make more sense for him not to... Like Letterman and Johnny Carson, it made sense to do the monologue because they, they come from... And Jay Leno. Jay Leno, They come yeah. from that, that you know, stand-up... Well, I guess Johnny Carson wasn't a stand-up comedian, but he was a host. So it just made sense to stand up there and kind of start the show off. And I don't know. It's, it, it seems like it's a good time to mix things up. I mean, I guess Fallon doesn't have a stand-up comedian background either, and he just starts with the monologue too.
0: Yeah, and so does Seth Meyers and... Uh, What's his name? Jimmy Kimmel. Yeah, so, I mean, it's, it's just... Jimmy he,
1: Kimmel's just... I don't like that person.
0: No. <laughs> I, I don't care for him either.
1: I don't know if the show's funny or not. I do like the fact that he he had the whole running gag with Matt Damon, so I have to give him respect for that, but I don't like him as a person. I don't find him especially funny, but I once in a while they do something interesting, but I don't really watch the show.
0: Yeah. No, No, I'm the same. Um, I find him a little... Uh, he comes off as a little contemptuous to me of... Of everybody, like I, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> it's again some, maybe some of that mean-spirited humor.
1: Do you have a dream person who would take over as the host of the Daily Show?
0: Um, I know I've been trying to think about that. Man, I would love to see. Uh, they should they should just keep it in the family at Comedy Central and get uh, Alon and Abby from uh, from Broad City to host that show. <laughs>
1: That would be a whole different animal. would,
0: uh, but I would love it. <laughs> that show's been hitting it out of the park this season, too, I just want to say. Oh, yeah.
1: Yeah, I, I missed this week. For some reason, it didn't tape. I didn't see this week's episode, but the week before where, where they're buying the shoes was unbelievably funny.
0: Yeah, with Susie Essman mm-hmm. as the mom. And the week yeah. before that, when Abby got her wisdom teeth pulled, was hilarious, too. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, no, I mean, obviously, that's not... You're right, that wouldn't be the same show. It's It's a hard one. I mean, I do think... I don't think a team would would be the way to go, but I do think you know Amy Poehler would be a good oh, fit would, for it. She would
1: be incredibly great because she would be perfect at anything. But I don't think it's really something she wants to do now. She probably would rather do movies or direct TV shows or stay in California. I don't know. Yeah, but yeah. doing a five night a week gig, I don't think is something we could hope for. But
0: maybe. Yeah, it's a it is a tough it's a tough um, it's a very specific type of skill. Mm-hmm. that not and, but, a lot of people have i feel like
1: and she definitely has it
0: she does yeah
1: but and, it's and it's not like it'll uh they'll be losing money i like, think john stewart's getting 25 million dollars a year so
0: yeah well and you know yeah, well going back to an earlier conversation you know who i think might be able to do it norm mcdonald <laughs> he's a little old he is a little well yeah john stewart's no spring chicken well he's leaving yeah that's true he's an autumn chicken
1: I don't think I've seen Al Madrigal on the Daily Show. I don't think I've seen an episode with him. One, so he's funny as a correspondent. I really like him. Yeah,
0: he is not about a boy, and he's really funny in that. Yeah, and he he's uh, he was one of the few correspondents who I thought started out strong. Um, not not as shaky as a lot of the people. Like, you would see when like Kristen Schaal would come on. It was she was very nervous, mm-hmm. even though she's funny, you know, but. And and same with, uh, god damn, what's her name, Jessica? Williams. Jessica Williams. Like, when she first came on, it was it was clear she was not used to being in front of a camera and stuff. Um, but I thought Al Madrigal, and and just like Steve Carell and Rob Corddry and, and Stephen Colbert, I thought they all uh, seemed really at ease with yeah. it. And he, he has that. So he might be good, too. It's tough, though, because
1: you need someone with a strong voice to be the host. Like, Jon Stewart definitely... You know, and to be a good straight man is, I think, is is a different skill set than being a funny person. So it's interesting to know if any of the correspondents could even pull it off, or if they would, eat, if Comedy Central would be, be willing to risk it with someone who's not as neat at this point, since the show's so popular, to put someone who doesn't have such name recognition. Right. So it, they might just end up putting a signed-up comic in there and making the show burn.
0: Yeah, they could. Um, well, I mean, I I think. Aside from Amy Poehler or Tina Fey, who, as we said, are probably not going to do it. Tina Fey's busy anyway with her show. Um, I think I don't know if the what his contract is like, but John Oliver would be a, a good host if if he, they could get him back to host it.
1: Yeah, um, but I doubt he'll. I mean, I'm sure he's happy at HBO making the same amount of money only working once a week.
0: Yeah, that's true, and and getting to be maybe a little more uh, hardcore with some of his. And not only that, but
1: he's—it's it, his show. Yeah. So it's not like he's going in to take over for someone else. It's something he—I don't know how much he had in, in, in with the creation, but I'm sure a lot. So.
0: Yeah, and and he does. Yeah, you're right. He does, but he does it well too. That's a, mm-hmm. that's all. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's hard to think of somebody who can do it. I don't know. Do you have a dream host?
1: No, I was thinking about it. I I don't really. I, I all the ideas sound interesting. It, it would be neat if Jessica Williams took over. It'd be neat if if someone talked about Joe McHale. That would be cool. So.
0: Oh, Joel McHale would be great, actually. Yeah, it's um, just
1: uh, I th- I guess when John Stewart took the show over, he wasn't unknown because he already had a couple shows under his belt, but he wasn't like <clears throat> like top of the. He didn't have a show that was really popular.
0: Yeah, so it, I mean, he it, almost took over the Larry Sanders show, but you know. <laughs> yeah. No, I know it. It'll be it'll be cool to see. I'm sure there will be a lot of teeth gnashing and stuff about the new host and a lot of op-ed pieces written about how they're never going to be able to pull it off. But
1: Yeah, and it's funny too because when Stuart, like we talked about, when Stuart took over this show, it wasn't so political and it wasn't, it was a show on Comedy Central, but it wasn't a capital S show on Comedy Central. It wasn't a part of the conversation nope. when when there is political topics that came up. But there, it sometimes is. They, they do such a good job of covering the covering that they become part of the conversation. So, it's, it's interesting because you can't just take a funny person and make that happen. You have to take, you have to take someone who's like Jon Stewart's obsessed with the news. Interested in it. Yeah. Yeah. You have to take someone who's reading it cover to cover. So it's,
0: it's, I, I, it seems like a a tough puzzle piece to fill. Yeah. Well, maybe they'll just uh, cancel the show. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Not until it's not profitable. Yeah. I know. I'm sure it's got to be their biggest moneymaker at this point. Um, yeah, anyway, uh, I'll miss John Stewart, but we still got a while. Got a while. <laughs>
1: um Yeah, yeah. Recommendations, Zation, 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 Oh yeah, you got one? I do. I saw a movie this week that was really overhyped and then when I started watching it I was like, Oh, what's the big deal? But by the end I wasn't I wasn't quite up to the hype, but I really enjoyed it called Attack the Block.
0: Oh, yeah, um, I've seen it. I thought it was okay, yeah. It
1: was fun. I, I liked it, so recommend it.
0: I will recommend um, uh, with special guest Lauren Lapkus. We talked about it off-air before, but it's her podcast. Um, I like her. It's not always the greatest thing ever, but uh, it's it's a good uh, improv-type show, kind of like the Comedy Bang Bang podcast. And it,
1: it's more into the uh, improv, though. Yeah, Yeah,
0: it's, much more from start to end it's
1: yeah i i agree it's a good show
0: and she does her tracy reardon character at the end of every episode and she the thing is she always plays the guest and somebody else is the host um so she plays a character always and the, the, whoever's the host is playing a character and half the time i don't even know who the actual host is like <laughs> yeah that's been a pro- almost a problem for me because i'm trying to figure out who it is yeah because it's i mean in the in the description of the podcast it'll say the host but it's like the host character's name. So. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it's fun. Uh, it's a. Uh, I think, give it some time. It'll be. It'll be, really good.
1: I think the. I think the only problem I have with that show, not really a problem, is I can't listen to a bunch of them in a row. Yeah. Like comedy bang bang, I could listen to just on and on.
0: Yeah. No, that's it's, true.
1: It, it kind of it, you listen to it once, and then the next one you listen to it when it comes out.
0: Yeah, I listen to it once a week as they come out. So it's, yeah, it's yeah. that's a perfect break in between.
1: You can't really binge those. There's just something about them that comes with grading.
0: Yeah. No, I know what you're saying. But taking, uh, taking a week at a time, they're fun. Yeah. And, yeah, maybe maybe still a little too much reliance on, like, bathroom humor. But uh, but there's still p- tons of, of, you know, clever stuff, too. So
1: She is so funny. It's just interesting to, f- to figure out if, if she can make it big in a role.
0: I know, I, I totally see takes, her like being a breakout star, but it, yeah, she's got to get the right vehicle, I guess.
1: Right, it takes advantage of her skills, because she, she creates characters really well, and she, she's excellent at improv. Like, on Comedy Bang Bang, she's funny on her own show, sure, she's funny on all that uh, improv with Matt Besser. Improv for the, humans? Improv, Yeah, she's been on that, and really funny. So, sh- she's funny in that way, I just don't, like, Orange is the New Black, she's kind of wasted, she's just acting. Yeah, yeah. It'd be nice to see her, like, land up on Saturday Night
0: Live, or be on... On the, on the host of the Daily Show. <laughs> yeah, well, that would be awesome. I don't think she's got that <laughs> no. skill set, but yeah, she. Would... No, I,
1: I don't think she has the obsession with the news that you need. but She, she might would be, a actually be, be a good correspondent. Yeah, yeah she'd be a great correspondent. But anyway, just to see her more in the public at, at large, to see how funny she is. That there's just some vehicle. I think. Saturday, I think she would be good on Saturday Night Live, but maybe she's too big to do that.
0: Yeah, I now. don't. Well, I don't know too, because that show kind of tends to, um, except for like the real. Breakout stars, it kind of tends to kill their comedic skills for some reason. I don't know what it is. Like when I hear like um, Horatio Sands on, on. Um, oh my God, he's funny. Yeah, on Comedy Bang Bang, he's hilarious. He was wasted on that show, you know. Oh, and, was
1: he not funny on? Because that's again, that was the years I didn't watch at all, so I never saw him in the skit. I just figured he was funny there, but yeah, not, not especially. But and same okay. with
0: like Bobby Moynihan. I don't know if you've heard him on Comedy Bang Bang, where he comes back as. Forville the orphan. Yeah. Yeah. he's great but then on Saturday night live you're like eh.
1: he's great but it's a very one- note character compared to what other people do Forville so' is, it's just, but it's, it's hilarious se- it's very funny but it just seemed like something he would do on Saturday Night live so I just figured that's what he was like on Saturday Night live no it's... but but Horatio sands is is above and beyond that he does stuff that goes all like the he, he plays a character that is uh,
0: Groucho Marx's son yeah <laughs> In, those terrible jokes yeah
1: <laughs> this world funny oh but yeah Maybe but maybe she'd be a breakout star on Night Live. She's a, Lauren Latkis is very funny. I, I I think Comedy Bang Bang highlights some very funny people that, that I wish they would get more. And it, it's neat that people like Jessica Sinclair Sinclair and uh, Lennon uh, Parham was, and Lennon Parham has have that, that that show on USA that got picked up for another season because they're such funny people. Yeah, and, and same I see, with
0: like Andy Daly who got, you know, the oh, comedy Andy central Daly, show. Yeah. Yeah. Nick Kroll I hadn't known about before Comedy Bang Bang. So yeah. Well
1: Nick Kroll was already doing the league. But, yeah, I'm sure uh, he got his own show.
0: Oh, yeah, well, I heard about him on Comedy Bang Bang before The League, though, you know.
1: We... Oh, was that? I thought The League came before his no, stuff. No, it was, it was
0: way back. You know, he used to do the Chupacabra character and stuff.
1: Yeah, but Comedy Bang Bang was just, like, 2006, right? I thought The League was on. Anyway, it doesn't matter. It's yeah, doesn't maybe doesn't matter. But, uh, um, yeah, so it, Lauren Lapkus, it would be neat to see her in something uh, more interesting. Not that there's anything wrong with Orange is the New Black, but her character is not... As Especially highlighting her, her skills.
0: Right, yeah. Well, I don't think Orange is the New Black is really highlighting anyone's skills, necessarily. But uh, I don't care for the show that much. So, <laughs> uh, All right. Well, next week, I don't know. We might do some kind of Oscar wrap-up thing. We might do something else.
1: We might just have an hour of silence that you have to listen to
0: in silence. Yeah, it'll be like that Jeff Bridges album. Uh, try to put you to sleep. Um, or you know it'll be an extended John Cage performance in any case oh well because we don't want to get sued oh yeah John Cage is litigious um, I guess that does it for this show so until next time goodbye everybody
1: goodbye